Hello to boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And following on uh, with respect to some of the welterweight conversation that we had yesterday, uh, and courtesy of our friends over at Boxing247.com, we got a comment out of Split Team Management who wanted us to recognize the welterweight fight uh, that took place uh, over the weekend where Giovanni Santillian was almost flawless in stopping Giovanna Barraza in round seven of their 10 round welterweight bout. Uh, and that took place uh, over in the hangar in Costa Mesa in California. Uh, and also televised live on, on uh, televised, televised live on ESPN as well. Anyway, Santillian, who is managed by split team management, landed power punches from the outset. I was on top of Reza from the beginning. Santillian started beating up and breaking down Bereza until the bout was stopped at 33 seconds of round seven. Um, but T wanted us to know that and have advised us, and I'm happy to report that Santillian now is 29-0 and 0 with 16 knockouts. So someone to look out for in that welterweight division that I mentioned yesterday. Um that is growing in popularity and is incredibly competitive, and I'm enjoying the, the bouts that we're watching. Alrighty, across uh, the continent we go to uh, Schenectady, New York, at the Rivers Casino. Championship boxing was in the limelight at the Rivers Casino on Saturday night. A Simone Federici, who's now 19-2-1 with eight knockouts, unified the WBCA and NABA gold cruiserweight title outpointing Pittsburgh, Leo Bemoyer, Demolition Man, Pinchuk. Let's just call him Mr. Pinchuk, uh, who's now 14-3 and one with eight knockouts in an absolutely thrilling main event, says the story. Um, in eight rounds of action, we also saw on that bout Ireland's superfly, Tony Brown, who's now 5-1, and he was successful in his U.S. debut against the tough uh, Leandro Silva, who's now 3-6 and six with two knockouts. Uh, Silva came out of the gate looking to control the action while Brown effectively countered his aggression. In the fifth round, Silva buzzed Brown with an overhand right, but Brown was able to shake it off and power on. Silva kept coming forward to try and find a way in, but Brown continued successfully working the outside. Brown would take home the unanimous decision in his U.S. debut, 77-75, 78-76, and 79-75. We also saw uh, something that we've been reporting on, uh, also making his U.S. debut on that particular card, 22-year-old Irish, the silent assassin Ryan O'Rourke, who's now 8-1, and one, uh, who defeated the Frenchman, Fekal Rescala, who's now 6-2-1 and one, uh, over six rounds. The Schenectady crowd was ooing and awing as O'Rourke was landing with impressive angles. While O'Rourke controlled the pace of the fight, Rescala had his moments, waiting for O'Rourke to take a beat before returning to the favor in the form of multi-punch combinations. O'Rourke's early work to the body paid dividends in rounds five and six, hurting Rishkala. The fight would be found, found in, all the way to, sorry, the fight would find the final bell and O'Rourke would earn a clean sweep on the cards for unanimous decision. In the opening bout of the evening, Michelle Cook, who's now two, three and two, and Liz Tioni, who's now one and seven, impressed in a competitive battle. Tuani, 
came out swinging with force, but Cook was able to weather the storm. Late in the third round, Cook found a home for her right hand, knocking Tiani on her heels. At the close of the fight, Cook would get the nod by unanimous decision. Said Star Boxing CEO Joe DeGuardia, the fans came out early and stayed late for a thrilling night of fights at Rivers Casino. Federici and Pinchuk put on one hell of a show and left it all in the ring. Both should be proud. Congratulations to Simone on the victory and Tony Brown and Ryan O'Rourke for shining in their U.S. debuts. Congratulations to Joe DeGuardia there for putting on a great show. All right, off we go to York Hall in London, where uh, this weekend, I believe, we'll see Jimmy Croxon. Uh, he was eager to repay the faith shown in him by his granddad as he gets ready to make his highly anticipated professional debut on Friday's MTK Fight Night. It's a stock show. It's headlined by British Commonwealth and uh, uh, by British and Commonwealth lightweight title fight between Gavin Gwynn and Luke Willis. They're said to take place at York Hall. Uh, Croxon said of the fight, I'm buzzing. It's starting to get real now. It's only a few days away. I've waited a long time for this, so I can't wait. I turned professional last January, but as COVID was still around, I had to take my time and stay in the gym. Now we're getting the ball rolling. Good for him. On that same fight, we're going to see uh, Sam Gilly go toe-to-toe against Troy Williamson. English super welterweight champion Sam Gilly is eyeing a showdown against British champion Troy Williamson, provided he can overcome Drew Brown on Friday's huge MTK fight night. This week's stack show, as I said, is headlined um, by a fight uh, between Gavin Gwynn and Luke Willis. And uh, Gilly, by the way, who's 13-1 with six knockouts, is making his first defense of his English title when he goes up against the undefeated Brown, who's 12-0 with one knockout. And the reigning champion hopes that a victory can lead to a crack at the British title next, said Gilly. Winning the English title meant absolutely everything to me, as my desire to be a professional boxer started when I was 11 years old. I've always had the same goal, and when I turned professional, I wanted to do it step by step. I wanted the southern area, then the English, then the British. I won the English title on three weeks' notice, and that was special. I've been able to say I'm champion of England, and next I'd love to say the British title. I've always said that I wanted to take the traditional route, and if I win the British title after this, then that's the full collection at domestic level, so that would be great. First, it's Drew Brown, though, and that's where my focus is. He's taller than me, and it's the first fight I've had where that's the case. I'll be feeding, uh, it will be a feeling out process for about 30 seconds or so, and then we'll go to work. I think we'll get the stoppage. Me and my trainer, Rod Julian, have put together a good game plan, and I think my experience will tell on that night. Elsewhere on Friday's card, by the way, Ian Hughes takes on Beck Connolly, and some thumbs are back. Pierce O'Leary, Carl Fale, Elliot Whale, Dean Richardson, Paul Ryan, and Jimmy Croxon, as I said earlier, are all in action. Should be a good night over in your call. Then let's, let's fly back across the Atlantic to the Celebrity Theater in Phoenix, Arizona, where on April 29th, we're going to see Darren Cunningham go toe-to-toe against Angel Contreras. Super bantamweight prospect, Darren the Gift Cunningham, who's 15-1 and one with eight knockouts, is set for his next bout as he will take on Angel Antonio Contreras, who's 11-6-2 with six knockouts. As I said, taking place on April 29th in Phoenix at the Celebrity Theater on a card promoted by Iron Boy Promotions. 
said Cunningham. I am excited as I feel better than ever, and I'm ready to put the division on notice with a performance that will get me mentioned amongst all the emerging fighters at super bantam weight. My opponent faced a world title contender at featherweight in his last bout and has lots of experience. That is what I need at this point to become a world title contender. I'm fighting a bigger man who has been battle-tested, but I'm ready. Cunningham, by the way, is no stranger to the celebrity theater in Phoenix as he knocked out Ernesto Guerrero in round one in February of this, of this year. This will, this will be Cunningham's third fight in the last six months. He believes his recent activity has helped him get sharp uh, at this point in his career. And we look forward to that fight result. All right, moving along here. Ah, yes. In the Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, historic clash upcoming on April 30th at Madison Square Garden. Such was the demand for tickets that an additional tickets, uh, group of tickets are going on sale. And that would be today. As uh, fight fans have snapped up the chance to witness history uh, at Madison Square Garden in New York, live on the zone. Uh, doesn't say how many. Let's have a quick little read here. Taylor and Serrano clash for the undisputed lightweight championship and become the first female fighters to headline the world's most famous arena in its 140-year history in the process. Irish favorite Taylor, who's 20-0 and 0 with six knockouts, puts her 135 pounds hardware on the line for the sixth time in the Big Apple and does so against seven-weight champion Amanda Serrano, who's 42-1-1 and 1 with 30 knockouts. The Puerto Rican ace and Brooklyn native, uh, the fans uh, I've seen for ages now. Fans who secure their seat for that night will have a star-studded undercard uh, to whet the appetite before the main event as Jesse Vargas and Liam Smith meet in a must-win battle at Super Welterweight. And there's more undisputed action on the card as Cruz de Zern and Sidirios uh, decide who is top dog at 168 pounds. By the way, Olympic gold medal star Galal Yafai makes his American debut and defends his WBC international flyweight title against Miguel Cartagena in his second pro fight. Austin Amo Williams is a tough test and uh, with follow unbeaten middleweight Chordale Booker. Rashad Mati is always popular in his home city. And the Albanian Bear meets Joe Eli Hernandez over eight rounds. Australia's Sky Nicholson, one of my favorites, fights for the second time as a pro against Shanaque Paisley Davis over six rounds. And light heavyweight talent Khalil Koei makes a short trip from Jersey City to face William Langston. And we may as well follow this up with a quote from Eddie Hearn, who's never had any shortage of words. Here we go. This is going to be an unforgettable night in New York. History will be made when Taylor and Serrano step through the ropes and we're on course for a full arena to witness history. The undercard is stacked with 50-50 battles and rising stars. This is a night not to be missed. I'm delighted that we're going to have a full arena for this momentous occasion. I'm sure he is. Right on. And for the last story of the episode, we're going to float over to Connor Ben. Speaking of... Um, Let's have a quick look here. Connor Ben versus Chris Van Heerden, which is set to take place 16th of April at the AO Arena in Manchester. Connor Ben has warned South Africa's Chris Van Heerden that he needs to be prepared for, quote, a whole lot of firepower when they clash over 12 rounds for the WBA Continental Welterweight title at the AO Arena in Manchester this Saturday, April 16th. Again, shown on the zone, except uh, in New Zealand and Australia. The Destroyer, who's 20-0 and 0 with 13 knockouts, 
secured a stunning knockout win over former world champion Chris Algieri last time out in December, taking out the American with a brutal right hand in the fourth round of their top-of-the-bill clash at the M&S Bank Arena in Liverpool. Reflecting on his show real knockout, Ben said, it was the most dramatic finish in my career for sure. It was great that I was able to put in that performance. I just went in there uh, with such confidence, being confident in the ring, you display it in your defense mechanisms, trust in your reflexes, trust in your power. Having my dad ringside and seeing the raw emotion from him was probably the most rewarding thing out of my whole eight-week camp. Even during the fight and feeling after the fight, watching that video back was me watching someone so genuinely happen for me. Nothing but happiness for his son. That, for me, is so warming. It made me so emotional watching it. The 25-year-old Essex native is yet to come up against a southpaw boxer in his 20 fights to date and is relishing the challenge of locking horns with the former IBO 147-pound champion, Ben Heerden, who's 28-2-1, by the way, with 12 knockouts of his own, a seasoned veteran who has only been stopped by Errol Spence Jr. in 32 professional fights. So that's going to be a wing dilly of a fight, uh, as I said, taking place uh, this weekend, this Saturday night. And y'all should uh, stay tuned for that. I'm sure we'll be watching it as well here on Talking Fight. And I thank you for joining me on today's show. Uh, look forward to speaking to you again on Knuckle Up with my core four and Cedric Ben at 4 p.m. this afternoon, Eastern Time. And remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. And we'll see you at 4.